end. So it is. Dear Shambra, that we call the order, this gathering, the crimson circle and the planet Earth. And we bring in today the energies of the Crimson Council. We meld them together for this second shout of the teacher series. It is a delight for I, Tobias, to be back here with you, and I am accompanied today, one on the left side of Calder and one on the right, while I am smack in the center. <laughs> I'm accompanied by Adamas Saint Germain and Katumi Lal Singh. <laughs> Their energy as is as as much a part of this gathering as mine, as yours. I will be doing the the energy transferring through the words along with Kaldra. But as you know that these are these are your words, these are your thoughts, this is your heart, this is your shout. We're here supporting the work that you are doing. We're simply sharing with you where you are in this incredible adventure, the adventure that has taken you on this long but yet short trip from home, brought you all the way to this point. I have to make a few comments about the earlier presentation. First of all, in the chairs and the photograph on the lake, it was indeed I, Tobias, and Saint Germain. When the photo was being taken, we posed appropriately. <laughs> we were indeed um, relaxing and enjoying one of our etheric cigars. They're not bad for your health, by the way. <laughs> and Kathumi was swimming in the water. The very <laughs> couldn't resist, couldn't couldn't help himself. He just had to jump in. So we are gathered here today, and as we begin this shout, let us also bring in the energy of your correspondent, the ones that Saint Germain talked about back at the Midsummer Conference, the one that is assigned to you, that is serving you, chooses to serve you in this incredible role that you're moving into as a teacher. The correspondent is not your guide. There's something from the past. The correspondent is not a runner. The runner has a different type of job that they do in terms of keeping a constant balance of energy between the human and the divine and the etheric levels. The runners are shuttling energy back and forth. The correspondent has a different type of job. Consider it your executive assistant. Now, the correspondent doesn't make up your mind for you. The correspondent doesn't set the direction. The correspondent isn't any more intelligent or divine or wise than you are. They are there to serve your needs. They are there also to help convey the energies from your consciousness and your wisdom back to the angelic realms and back to your spiritual families. It would be very difficult for you to do the job of teaching your celestial families while you were so focused here as a human on earth. You were doing parts of it when you journey off in a daydream, when you sometimes you think you are watching your television programs and you are so far out, <laughs> you are somewhere else. Haven't you ever noticed when somebody walks into the room and says, oh, what just happened? Even though you're staring at the set, you have no conscious recollection of even what you're doing. These correspondents help to convey a consciousness back to your spiritual families. The correspondents also bring back a type of information or consciousness back to you. Let's not call it energy here because it's more of an information. They carry back news from the other realms. Now, as they are carrying it back, bringing it into this 3D reality of yours, it has to be put into, at least temporarily, put into something that is definable and understandable by your human mind. So 
when they were bringing back basketfuls of of wonderful information for you, some of it gets, um, how to say, lost in translation. It doesn't disappear. It's not gone. It just exists in a slightly off-shifted realm, waiting until the time that you are more able to comprehend it through the element of Nost, through your feelings, through your divine intelligence. Sometimes you can feel this information that is coming back. Sometimes it is very specific information about your spiritual family. Sometimes very specific information, news about what is happening on the non-physical realms. Sometimes it is very personal information for you. In a sense, you could say coming from your divine self, from from that part that is intimately you, but uh, sometimes in your human focus you tend to forget. So the correspondent will help bring that information in as well. Correspondents have been invited into this gathering, and for the time being, Shambra, assume that you only have one. We're going to be working with this as we continue as teachers, but right now, just one, at least a primary correspondent. We would like you to feel the energy of your correspondent today. So take a moment. How do you feel? Well, you just let yourself. You take a deep breath to initiate your feeling, your sensory energies. Take a deep breath. Every one of you here today in person, listening in, listening to this at some point in the future, your correspondent is coming in right now. Let's also assume that they don't have a physical body or even the likeness of a physical body. It will make it much easier to work with them if you don't associate them with physical human attributes. They are an entity. They have a unique signature. Some of you may be sensing colors or tones. This is because some of you are opening up those centers within yourself. They are as much of a spiritual being as you are. They just aren't a human being. They carry a name. They carry a a type of what you would call a vibration or a resonance that is a name. They're going to speak it to you now in angel speak. Not human words, in angel speak. Some of you may not hear a word. You may sense a little something or big something. They don't want to convey a human name, although you may be able to perceive it or translate it into the human vocabulary or alphabet. So take a deep breath as a group. We're going to ask them to resonate themselves for you, to speak their angel name to you. Don't struggle. This is not a place for the mind. It's a place for your heart and for your trust. Now, breathe that resonance in. Breathe in their name, whether you perceive something specific or not. Now, I have to scold a few of you here. You're doubting the name. You're doubting the name. Your brain is getting in the way. Go back to what they first shared with you, that feeling, that sense. Some of you are saying, but it felt a bit fearful. That couldn't possibly be my correspondent. Oh, yes, it could be. Because there are layers of protection you put in front of you, there are type of uh, red flag systems that sometimes filter out or prevent external energies from coming in. But you're in a safe space right now. We're not going to let any dark entities come in here and feed, and you aren't either. Acknowledge that you've created this safe space. So that first feeling you came up with is appropriate. This is your correspondent your executive angelic assistant. Your correspondent is going to bond with you. They have been, actually over the past month or so, slowly and gently, so to not intrude on your energy. But now they're going to bond with you very closely. 
The correspondents have not been on earth before. This allows them to traverse across the dimensions easier. If your correspondent had been in physical form, they may have a tendency to get stuck and even to come back here in physical body. Your correspondent is one you have known before. They have served you before on some level, on some realm. Many of them are in service to the Crimson Circle, which is the teaching angelic order. Some you have known from your other experiences and forays into the other non-physical dimensions, a friend, perhaps a partner for a period of time. Everyone here, listening or reading, you're having this experience right now, we simply ask you to trust yourself that it is as real it's as real as the shirt on your back, socks on your feet, the head on your shoulders. So take a deep breath and welcome your correspondent into your life. Now, the correspondents, of course, would love to chat with you. They don't talk human language. They haven't studied English or Japanese or even Australian at this point. <laughs> They're going to talk to you in angel speak, and you know angel speak. There's actually a more specific word for it, but we won't use that right now. They know You know angel speak. You use it at night in your dreams. You use it every night. So it's not totally unfamiliar to you. It's just unfamiliar to this 3D human part of you. Angel speak doesn't take thoughts and how to say, um, digitize them. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't degrade a thought pattern. It doesn't degrade a vibration level. Angel speak is not a series of uh, strange-sounding words that you would associate within your human language. Angel speak is a flow. Angel speak sometimes is a rhythm, a pattern, a flow. Sometimes you may perceive it as music, but even even then that would be um, limiting it because it doesn't even carry musical structure. It just is, and you know it well, so we won't try to overdefine it. Angel speak is the knowingness. That is how we communicate on this level to each other, and that is how you communicate with us when you were back here during your sleep state or in between lifetimes. Your correspondent will be working with you in angel speak, knowingness, feeling. Your correspondent is going to assist you in the teaching work that you do. Your correspondent is going to assist you in particularly in the higher consciousness levels. It's going to assist you initially in breaking through some of the some of the layers and the filters that are still there. That's natural. Anytime you've been in human experience, you're going to have these old layers or filters. They're going to help work on removing some of those. You've cleared so many of them in the past few years, but there's still some that are would be very difficult for you to detect on your own. So they will come in and assist you with that. It is a painless process. Sometimes it's an aggravating process because you're so used to having these filters in place. But it can go quickly, easily, if you understand that these are remnants from the past and no longer needed. Your correspondent is going to work with you, particularly in bringing in what you would call your own higher level energies that are you're going to be needing, desiring, in your type of teaching work that you do. Correspondent has been assigned in service to you, and there are going to be some times where they're going to perhaps uh, shake you up a bit, perhaps tell you that you're limiting yourself, they're going to remind you of your heart passion work, they're going to remind you of your own energy space. So there's going to be times that they're going to be getting a bit stern with you, but this is by agreement with you and by all who work with the Crimson Council. 
the correspondent isn't going to be manifesting things on earth for you. They're specifically prohibited from that because you're going to be manifesting. You're going to be creating. As a teacher, you want to be the highest example for your students. So when you ask them to do something in a material way for you, they're going to refuse. They are prohibited from doing this. They're going to kindly and gently suggest that you do it yourself. (laughs) They will be bringing back very important energy, shuttling them both ways. They will be a direct connection with you in your waking state, your conscious waking state, with the Crimson Council on the angelic realms. You're going to find that whereas before you felt that there was a separation between your human reality and what you would call the angelic realms, they are going to help bridge that gap until such point comes where you can do it for yourself, effortlessly, seamlessly, going back and forth between the physical and the non-physical. At some point, at some point, there may be a number of other correspondents who come in, but they will, in a sense, in human, using human words, report to your primary correspondent. So they are joining us here in this gathering today to create a strong and a loving and a supportive bond. They are here to serve you. Remember, all energy is here to serve you. Energy wants to serve you. The Master, as St. Germain says, the Master allows energy to serve them, just as you can allow your correspondent to serve you. Now, you come to this whole issue. Many of you, Shambra, have had this. You won't let anyone serve you. From a spiritual standpoint, that makes no sense at all. Even one who shows up to clean your house is serving you because they are wanting to. There is a there is a need for them to do this. It is not menial. You do not have to consider them on a lower or a higher level than you. It is just energy choosing to serve you. Some of you would be reluctant to ask another human being to do something for you. But Chambra, understand that there are many, many who want to serve you. doesn't place you as their master, it just makes you a master, you see. The same with your correspondents. They're here to serve you. They're here to serve you, so allow them to do so. Talk to them. Tell them what your needs are. Again, not from a human creation standpoint, but from a broader teacher and passionate standpoint. Let them know precisely what you expect, what you want. Establish the relationship and the bond with them. And understand that you are the master. You are the master. If you don't use them, they will eventually go away. There are going to be other Shambra and other humans who need a correspondent. If you don't use them, they will get very um, bored. They will not be doing their service. They will go away. So it is a wise thing each day, whether it is in the morning, in the evening, whenever, to converse with your correspondent. And again, in angel speak, not human words. Get to know them well, and you're going to start setting up a very interesting pattern with them. You're going to be creating with them. They're going to be supporting your creations each day. They are here to serve you. Use them. They've been specially trained to do this type of work. And they're here now. So go ahead and give them a big hug. Welcome them to your school. Welcome them to your reality here on earth. And by the way, it's very difficult to offend a correspondent. Uh, there's going to be times when you how to say, may get angry, you may do a little cussing, and whatever you do, you may tell them they're full of um, <clears throat> whatever. It's very difficult to offend them. They understand, they've been trained to understand what you go through as a human on earth. They're in awe of what you are doing. They're in awe that a spirit being can embody themselves in physical matter. It's very difficult to offend them. 
They have thick non-skin. So, Shambra, now as we get into the, the detail of this shout, I promise today I will tell no short stories or long stories. But let us talk for a moment here. Let us talk for a moment about busyness. Being busy. St. Germain, Katumi, and I all sit and laugh at you. We have to say, one of the funniest things to watch is your busy activity, running back and forth, trying to fill up every minute of your day, thinking that if you're not busy, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, thinking that you always have to have more than enough activity on your plate to justify your existence. Busyness has become the new, how to say, the new one-upmanship on other humans. I'm busier than you are, therefore I'm more important. I'm busier than, than everyone else, therefore everybody else has to stop what they're doing and, and give me attention. Well, that needs to end, Shambra. That needs to end because it is basically just busy work, just letting your energy bounce off walls. And yes, I know, I know you're telling me right now, but there is so much you have to do. Says who? Says who? So, well, Tobias, you told us we have all this work to do. But I didn't say you have to be busy all the time. I didn't say you had to work hard. I didn't say that you had to deplete your energy resources in your body and mind and spirit. Well, this is a very common human activity, and it's going to get more and more common in your society. As things get faster, as the energy speeds up, people are going to speed up also. Have you ever seen a hamster on its wheel? It is a matching type of energy. The faster the hamster goes, the faster the wheel goes. It is the same with the new energy. The faster the wheel goes, the faster the humans try to go. Until the point is you completely wear yourself out or make yourself sick, and you stop for a moment and you realize, what was that all about? Why didn't I just use Nost? You see, Nost is the antithesis of busy. They're opposites. You can either be Nost or you can be busy. <laughs> Nost takes care of so much of it for you. It takes care of all the, of all the business, busyness and the running to and from. Nost brings the energies to you. Nost simplifies the most complex situations. Use Nost. As dear Jean said in her t-shirt, got Nost, should get it. It's a good thing. Humans get busy for a wide variety of reasons. They think they have to. They're told by their parents, their teachers, their employers, they have to be busy all the time. But the real reason is humans stay busy because they don't want to have to take a look at the reality of their life. So they stay busy. It keeps them from having to look at things. They justify by saying, I am busy, so therefore I must be doing my job. I must be worthy of being here on earth. Humans use the busyness as an excuse for not looking at their hearts and their desires, their needs. They use busyness as for a reason not to look at the beauty of life. They use busyness for not looking in at the beauty of their spirit. So they're always busy running around, going here and there. And the only time they take a moment is when they're totally exhausted at the end of the day. Shambra, you don't need to be busy anymore and you don't need to work hard. Work Nost. Be Nost. Nost is a beautiful energy. It is yours. It doesn't come from your correspondent. It doesn't come from anybody else. It has always been yours. It is the answer. It is the simplification of any situation. In using Nost instead of busyness, you will become much more efficient. St. Germain would venture to say that, having to check with him here, 92.5% of your energy is inefficient, is absolute wasted energy. With using Nost, 
You're going to become much more efficient, and like Katumi, you're going to become much simpler. Life will get much easier. Now, you have a little bit of a dilemma as this happens. You're going to say to yourself, now what do I do? Got all this extra time. Everything's been simplified in my life. Now what do I do? We put that question back on you, dear Creator and dear Teacher. What would you like to do now that you got the busyness out of the way? What about the passion? What about the real reason for living? What about the joy of working with other humans whose lives are still chaotic and busy and confusing, kind of like yours used to be? How about working with them to help them simplify, to help them understand? With all this extra energy efficiency you have, you're going to be able to create. Sometimes we know you complain to us and you say, but Tobias, you talk about creation. You talk about being these bountiful creators and yet nothing happens. You're too busy. You're too busy. The energies have no way of getting to you. And you have no way of being efficient in your Creator energy. You should be using NOST every day consciously. I'm going to do a special session about NOST, but I've delayed for a bit because I want you to be working with it. You say, but what is it? Where is it? How can I find it? You can't. You can only use it. You can bring NOST into any situation in your life. It is, it is part of you. It's kind of almost, it's humorous, it's like saying, but how do I bring my body into a physical situation? Well, it is, it is just there. You just allow your body to participate in whatever you're doing. It is the same with Nost. Nost was hidden for a long time, for many reasons. Nost is the creative energy and solution, and it is yours. You, it is yours, you own it. So just start calling upon it. It's a little bit like your correspondent. If you don't call upon it, it will go back into hiding. Don't be afraid to work with NOST. You can't go wrong with it. NOST is not anything like uh, power energies that you're used to dealing with. Sometimes you're afraid of power energies because they can backfire on you. So you tend to stay away from them. NOST is not like that. It is not derived from any basis of power. It doesn't have a negative and a positive attribute. It doesn't, it's not even part of duality, but Nast is so, you are so smart. Even though Nast is not part of duality, it knows how to work within duality. It is the simplifier, the problem solver. Keep your Nast very open and free. Don't try to get so specific of saying, as the example was given earlier today by a cowdra, I need a hundred dollars, so nost it for me. Well, now you are limiting an unlimited force. You are overly defining. Why would you want to do that? Nost addresses and solves anything such as an abundance issue. And again, don't have expectations of how it does that. It can do it in some very interesting ways. Perhaps an envelope shows up at your door. It's the most obvious. But perhaps NOST will come in and help you to remove the issues that have really been holding back on abundance, self-worth, self-worth. So NOST, the solution, might come and knock you on the head regarding your self-worth to get over some of those hurdles so that the natural flow of abundance can be in your life. It is that simple. Chambra. Let go of the busyness. We're going to remind you, and your correspondent is going to be reminding you, if you are getting too busy, you're not being efficient. And it is time to take that deep breath. Bring Nost in, your Nost, not anybody else's. Let Nost go to work for you. Streamline and make your situation much more efficient, much more. Continue to use it on a daily basis. In 30 days, Shambra, your energy will go from being 92.5% inefficient down to about 73.1%, according to St. Germain. His number is not mine.
Saint Germain loves to, to give these very specifics. If you use it every day, you're going to find yourself energy efficient and people will notice. They will notice the glow about you. They will notice a simplification. They will notice that, that you're not so crazy complex anymore. They will notice a relaxed manner about you. So we're going to come back to talk about this month after month, about your busyness, about using NOST. Remember, they're opposites. Busyness is complex, generally chaotic, and generally it's an avoidance. NOST is a solution. We have two things today to discuss with you, your shout, your two points. One regards your work as a teacher. The other point is for you personally. Both are profound. Both are nosted, and they're simple. I say it's simple because you'll get it, Chambro, but try going outside to somebody who has not gone through what you've gone through these years. They're going to look at you rather strange. <laughs> but these are very simple. The first point is about your work as a teacher and working with others. We're going to give you a very nost solution or answer that will bring world peace, will bring harmony. It's the easiest thing that could possibly be done. We're not sure why it hasn't been brought up before, but perhaps humans just weren't ready for it. It's amazingly simple and extremely efficient. When you're working with your students, understand no matter what, you can throw out all the old psychology, all the philosophy, all the hooey, everything else, and understand there is one problem with humans, one problem. They give away their power. Now, if humans didn't do that, you wouldn't have wars. If humans didn't do that, you wouldn't have all the conflicts. You wouldn't have all the, the dark feeding that takes place. You wouldn't have all this pain. Humans pray every day. We hear them all, unfortunately. <laughs> they pray for all sorts of things, and sometimes we have to shake our heads. Sometimes we have to cry. Once in a while we laugh. They're in deep pain and they're crying out to God saying, Dear God, why are you doing that? And Dear God, first of all, is saying, I am you. And secondly, you have given me away. You've given me away. How can I help you when you've given me away? Humans give up their, I'm going to use the word here initially, power. Although power is an illusion, it doesn't exist. It is manufactured. The word power itself connotates uh, something very strong that has motion and direction, but it is power is a lie. It doesn't exist. It's been created as a something in the fabric of human consciousness, put in there, embedded in there, hypnotized in there, so that humans actually believe in this thing called power. And by believing in power, they can become disempowered. There is nothing. There is no power. There is no power. But humans believe in it, so I'll use that word power. What's really a more accurate representation, though, is the words energy balance. Everyone, every entity, every being, human or otherwise, has a very specific energy balance. If you take everything about the entity, for instance, your correspondent, you take a look at all of their experiences, even though they have never been human, they have a very specific energy balance. Is it a, a type of ratio or mix or blend that is very well orchestrated by the entity's beingness? It has a particular resonance that some of you are going to feel, perhaps in music, perhaps in a vibration, a variety of different ways. But an entity's energy balance has a resonance. It vibrates or interrelates to itself in a very harmonic way. What ha tends to happen, though, with entities, particularly human entities, is they start giving it away. They start giving away their power, as they would call it, but they just start giving away themselves. To others. Now, humans do it every day. They give their energy balance to their spouses, 
to their bosses. Oh, they'll scream and complain about it all day long. That boss is the biggest son of a bitch that ever lived. But they are continually giving their their energy balance, their energy essence to that boss. They're playing the game now. And you know what? The boss is feeding on them. The boss is accepting that rather distorted and twisted energy that is coming from, from the poor employee and feeding on it. Humans, entities, but particularly humans, they give their energy balance away all the time. Humans give it away to politicians and governments. Now, we're not calling for anarchy here, but we're calling for you to stop giving your balance away. You've just fallen into this whole thing that you have to abide a law. You've never seen the law, have you? Have you read those laws? How do you know they even exist? Most of them don't, by the way. Taxes. Now, Linda, settle down. (laughs) We're not saying that there's anything wrong with taxes, but you give yourself away through taxes. You feel that you have to do this as giving your part of your energy balance away. You hate doing it. You loathe it. Some, some of you cheat. That's even worse. Because you're hating and loathing, and now you're cheating, and you're really giving your energy balance away. You don't have to pay your taxes. And we'll get into that in a very special session. <laughs> I'm being asked to put on my uh, disclaimer and footnote, this is coming from St. Germain. <laughs> Not from Coldrup. Humans give away their energy balance on a daily basis. They give it away to just about anything. You know who they really give it away to? Their counselors, their spiritual leaders, and their church leaders. They give it away. If you're working with your students, no matter how they come to you, why they're there, The first thing we want you to recognize is they're giving their energy away. Remember someone else that did that? You? (laughs) You were very much into that, and it's taken us a long time to work with you to get you to understand that you don't need to do that, you don't want to do that, and ultimately it doesn't really help anybody else out by giving your energy balance away. It sets up this whole chain of events that we call feeding. You see, when you give your energy away, your energy balance to someone else, all of a sudden you're going to get energy hungry. You're going to want to get some energy, but you're not feeling real good about yourself. You're not feeling worthy. You're not feeling appreciated. Or, more than anything else, you're not feeling energy balanced. So you're going to go out and get some energy junk food. You're going to go steal some energy somewhere else. Now, you pretend that you're spiritual, that you would never do that, but I beg to differ with you. You do it all the time. You're constantly stealing from other people. You don't call it stealing. You just say that um, you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to, let's say, even help someone. You're trying to better yourself. You're stealing. Bit of Saint Germain here. So, Shambra, understand that your students, when they come to you, they're going through the same process. And if you confront them on it right away, and if you say, you're giving your energy away, you're giving your balance away, they will insist and demand that you're wrong. So listen carefully of through your nost, how to state it to them. Have them start working on one small thing. By the way, so often a client or a student will come to you with their problems about... Uh, let's say relationships, it has very little to do. That's where they're placing the focus. That's where, they're, that's where they're perhaps leaking the most. But it has to do with so many other issues. So start small with them to help them to understand how they're giving their energy away. Give them one little example to work with to help them see. Start perhaps with their biology. How they're, how they're giving their energy away physically, somehow. Use a very small example. Work with them on that small 
that very small example to shore that up, to say, can you take full ownership of your, for instance, your eyes? Can you take full ownership? Something as simple as their eyes. Let's say they have beautiful eyes. Well, the rest of their lives is a shamble, but their eyes are still beautiful. Can you keep that ownership of your eyes? Now, it sounds a little bit odd, but it's a wonderful place to start. Maybe they have nice hands. Maybe they have good hair. Whatever it is, find something very simple, even something biological, because they can relate to it. I tell them they can, right then and there, use that as an example of owning, owning that beautiful hair, owning the beautiful eyes, or whatever it is. Whatever you'll, your nost will know what to tell you. You can focus on that one small and very personal example to help them understand the difference between giving it away and sharing it. You see, so often humans will just give that energy away. They can share it, but they can still own it. You can share the entirety of who you are with every other being, but you don't have to give yourself away, you see. The subtle difference, but it makes a huge difference in the personal energy balancing. Then you can start moving to other examples. We don't want to give too many specifics here because we want you to work with your NOST and theirs, but work in the very simple form to help them to understand how to take back ownership of themselves. That's what you have been doing for seven years, getting back into ownership, getting back into creative mode rather than victim mode. Victim is nothing more than one who's giving their energy to someone else. No matter how extreme or severe the victimness is, that's all that is happening. You're giving yourself away. You're empowering somebody else. You're empowering the, the abuser. Humans give their power away, their energy balance away in so many different ways. We mentioned the churches. They give it away to a God that they don't know, a God that is some artificial, manufactured creation of human consciousness and religion, and they give it away. But God may not be happy with what I'm doing. You're, they have just given their energy balance away because they are God. When they start projecting it outwards, they're giving it away. They give it away to silly rules that were written in a book 2,000 years ago, and they continue to quote it. They have just given their energy balanced away to something that's not even applicable anymore. It's not. It's an old story. A boring story, too. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still fighting over it because they put so much energy in and continue to do so all around the world. The Christian faith, the Hebrew faith, the Jewish faith are still putting their energy balance in this old book. That in itself creates another type of energy that causes countries and peoples to go to war over it. It perpetuates itself. This whole thing of giving it away creates up a crazy feeding, an energy feeding scenario. So when you're working with your Student, the first thing to understand the core of all their problems, the root of all evil for humanity, and the reason for darkness on earth, humans give away their energy balance. Why do they do that? Well, we wonder about that pretty often, but we were human, <laughs> so we understand. It's a funny game. It's an interesting game. You give all of your energy balance or your power away so that you have to go then find it. And when you have to go out searching to find it, you're going to learn many, many things along the way, some very difficult, some very challenging. You're going to learn. So you've given it away so that you have to go find it. And when you find it, you're going to find it was there all along. You never really did give it away. But when you find it, you're going to discover that it has more meaning than ever before. You're going to understand the four simple words, you are God also, 
in a new and profound and non-intellectual way. The world's problems can be solved tomorrow morning if every human would understand this simple concept. I have to give a lot of the credit for this to Katumi. It's one thing he discovered in his searching for himself, is that he had given himself away so that he would have to refind it, but it was always there. No need to give it away. Pay particular attention when you're working with your students. So now let's take a deep breath. Invite your Nost here to come in. We love sitting with this group, visiting with them. Sometimes we, we just want to go off and tell a, a short story just so that we can <laughs> justify being with you. But we're going to move on to our next point, a very profound, a very specific point, one that is so simple it's going to cause a bit of struggling because you're going to have to take a look at your old belief systems, the belief systems of human consciousness. You're going to have to look at paradigms. It is very simple, and we want you to use it for yourself first. Don't go out and teach this yet. We want you to discover the simplicity of how it works. It is called, thanks to St. Germain, standard technology. It is sometimes also referred to on our side as mirror or reflective technology, and the principle is very simple. We'll take you through an experience first and then describe it. Feel. We're saying the words feel very specifically here. This is not about forcing. Feel one healthy cell in your body. Any cell, pick it. Just feel it. Don't observe it. Don't try to, or sorry, observe it. Don't try to change it. Don't run from it. Just feel a healthy cell. Feel its resonance. Perhaps it was just uh, created in the last day or two. Feel its vitality. We're talking here, we're not talking, trying to visualize. We're talking feel, and we say the word very specifically. This is not a mental activity. We're asking you to feel that healthy cell in your body. It's filled with life force energy. That healthy cell is here to serve you. It is. It's one of billions of cells here to serve your biological needs. Feel its essence. It's here. It has an assignment. It knows what to do. It knows how it interrelates and communicates within itself. Feel how it communicates, the cell. You don't have to have a science background here, by the way. Feel how the cell communicates with itself. Take a breath and feel how this cell communicates with the other cells that are contained within the organs, the blood, and the tissue of your body. This healthy cell is in perfect, perfect order. And within the healthy cell are all of the, is all the information about every other cell in your body, about every atom, about every energy wave in this one cell, the information about every organ, every hair, every drop of blood, it's all contained in this one cell. And this one cell can communicate efficiently with every other cell, every other organ, every other part of your body. This one cell that you are feeling right now is healthy and happy and knows what it should do. It's a standard, you see. It's a standard for every other cell, every other part of your living biology. This one cell that has this wonderful living energy and healthy energy can, if you allow it to, communicate with every other cell in your body. And it can send out a radiant, standard technology energy 
that says, I am healthy. I am vital. I am here serving the Master, who is you. And you can do the same. So every unhealthy cell in your body can hear this if you let it. These things are happening regardless of you, but you're not letting them manifest. You put together a barrier or a wall that keeps it from happening. But you're going to take that down now if you choose and let that one standard cell now communicate with every other cell about health and harmony, flowing life force energy. Every other cell, every every strand of DNA, every part of your biological beingness can hear this. Listen, let it, let it happen. Let that one standard cell communicate to every other cell and sing its song of health, of life. This is for you, Shambra, and this is healing. Forget everything else. Unless, of course, you want to make it complex. This is healing. You see, we call it reflective or or even mere healing because the other cells in your body can pick up this example of the healthy cell, the cell that you are intimately feeling, and they can start picking up the resonance of health also. You have cancer? It can clear the cancer out of your body in a very short period of time. And it can do it naturally, without the invasiveness of some of the human techniques right now that are designed to kill, not to exemplify. A standard cell, in this case, can heal the entire body. It works with everything in your life. (laughs) Calder had a few words for me about my sermon today. The standard technology works with everything in your life. Take a moment here. Imagine yourself in an experience that you've had, driving down the road by yourself in a car, enjoying the moment, enjoying the peacefulness and the tranquility, just getting away for a while, being with yourself. Feel that energy for a moment. Perhaps you're singing. You feel so good. Oh, there might be all these other human issues surrounding you, but you feel good so you can sing for a moment, driving down the car all by yourself. Feel that moment. This is a consciousness moment. It is a bit different than the biological example we just gave. Now we're moving into consciousness, a different type of energy. Take a deep breath and feel this moment. Some of you are saying, I've never had a moment like that, but you have. You've experienced it, perhaps not in the actualized state, but in a, in a more of a dream state. So feel that energy. It is consciousness. That consciousness about being happy with yourself and content in the moment is a standard technology. It is a standard energy. Now, this standard consciousness has the same ability as the the cell example we just used. You can use this energy of pure delight and happiness with being a human on earth in your safe and sacred space. Consciousness is interrelated in much the same way that cells are interrelated. Every Every, um, I'm trying to think of the right word for this, but every moment of consciousness, every measure of consciousness, contains within it the essence of all of your other consciousness. Every moment, every measure of consciousness can communicate or connect to every other part of your consciousness. They're not. It's not like a submarine. The various compartments are not sealed off from each other, but you've allowed yourself to believe that they were. You've separated consciousness. 
It's all, it's all the same. It's all interrelated. If you take this one fine moment, maybe not a profound, uh, you know, type of moment where you have cosmic consciousness, but just a simple, beautiful human moment. This becomes the example. This becomes the standard for your consciousness. And you can let it now radiate out into all the rest of the parts of your consciousness. And it can send the same signal to them. If you want to be happy, if you want to be peaceful, if you want to love yourself, I am the way. I am the example. I am the standard for happiness within myself. That single moment of consciousness now has an impact on all the other consciousness. Yes, the piece of consciousness over here that says, life sucks, I had a bad day, I just got fired. You see, you, you have that in your consciousness field. It exists. You separate it and segment it from your feel-good singing-in-the-car consciousness. You've created different boxes and compartments for them, so they don't even talk or communicate anymore. But now you can use this standard technology. It's very simple, very simple physics, to reflect out on every other part of your consciousness. Have you ever won anything? Take that moment of winning something, perhaps in the lottery, perhaps at a casino, perhaps through the mail. That is a moment of consciousness, what I would call a point of separation, where, where a variety of energies come together at the same time to create a happening, point of separation. If you feel that moment of abundance and joy, that can become a standard technology also that communicates with all the other parts of your consciousness that may be feeling lack, may be feeling closed off, may be restricting your pipeline of flow of abundance in your life. So that one moment can be used to radiate and shine out to the others. You've had it all the time. You just haven't used it. You've blocked it. You haven't let it permeate to the rest of your consciousness. You can do it with everything in your life. Don't do it for others or involving others right now. I'm going to ask you to each day pick an example of a standard, something in your biology, something in your consciousness, a fine moment, a moment of feeling love, a moment of sharing with others, Again, keep it as your example. Keep it as a technology for yourself. We're going to show you this very simple method of letting one little example, one cell, heal an entire body. One moment of happy consciousness that can then set the example and become the standard to the rest of your consciousness. Consciousness, when put into the human body and the human dimension, has a way of establishing for itself patterns. And you've been involved in those, much like the old records had a groove in them, a pattern in them that created the vibration, that created the sound. Consciousness is in the human form is much the same way. It tends to follow patterns. That is why you continue to if you're having problems in your life, you tend to continue having problems until something so overwhelming happens that you change out of the old pattern. You can use a standard example, a standard technology, to recreate the patterns in the way that you choose to create them. You don't have to get into your brain about this. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to have, to have all of these complex methods and systems. Other humans may want those or need them right now, but you can come to what St. Germain calls the standard technology. One example of, of health, one example of abundance, one example of peace within, one example within yourself of 
You can become smarter using this, says St. Germain. Go to a smart, some place where you were just really smart or wise or whatever you want to call it. You take the energy of that moment, that experience, and set that as your standard. Let that now illuminate and shine out to every other part of your brain, of your smart. And you can increase your IQ by 17.33% within one month. We swear that St. Germain should be writing uh, uh, advertising copy for some of these things that we see. But you can literally set the example for your own intellect. It, it is it is the shining example that changes everything else. It's always been there. This isn't a new tool, but it's been neglected, forgotten, downtrodden. It's been pushed away because you have been giving your energy balance away for so long. You didn't want to even know that there was something so simple, so sweet. You were so busy that you didn't want to take a look at what really works. It's much like um, dieting. Humans, they go from one diet to the other. But it's really quite simple. You can actually use this standard technology. There was a point when you weren't carrying around as much extra weight as you are now, where you felt good about your body. That becomes a standard. It becomes the consciousness. It holds a certain vibration and resonance. You can go there, feel its energy, and instead of locking it away, saying that, but that was me twenty years ago, you can let it out. It sets the example for weight, balance, and the distribution of weight and fat in your body. It sets the example for how energy is brought in and then let out. Sometimes there are many, many reasons for the weight, but sometimes it is because you're out of energy balance with yourself. Therefore, you have to feed somewhere, don't you? Well, you feed on literal food, and then you store it, trying to rebalance yourself. Standard technology is something we're going to talk about for the next couple of shouts. It is simple. It is profound. You're going to get mad that we didn't talk to you about it before. You're too busy. You're giving your energy balance away. But now that's behind us. Now we're going to talk about so some, something very simple. Some of you know where we're going with this already, so I'll let the others know. As you become the true standard, your body balanced, your mind and your spirit all balanced, living a passionate and happy and fulfilling life as a teacher of the new energy, you become the standard for others. When you're with them, your radiance now communicates with every part of them and says, it is possible. It can be done. Here is the shining example. Here is the example of health. Here is the example of balance and creativity. Now, their consciousness and their body see that and feel it. Now, you're not letting them steal any of yours, because you know that wouldn't serve them or you. But you're saying, I am the example and you can do it also. If it was once done once here within me, it can be done also within you. You, in a sense, become their inspiration. They're going to want to try to take it from you at first. They're going to want to even buy it from you at first. They can't. Then they're going to start saying, this is an example. This is how energy is balanced. They're going to start asking you a lot of questions, and you refrain from becoming intellectual. You keep it simple. What I am, you are also. You have it within you. Your ability with the standard technology can literally cure cancer in another person if they let it, because their consciousness and their inner self is going to see what you have done, and they're going to start reflecting it 
mirroring it or mimicking it within themselves. Your clearing of things that don't serve your body is going to start occurring within them as well. This standard technology is profound and simple. Some of you are going to argue with it or have a difficult time because you want a complex system. You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong time. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to talk about some of the most profound, what you would call healing, but it isn't healing at all. It's just rebalancing. The most profound that doesn't involve any complexity. It is simplicity. So that was for you, Shambhu. That was for you. Start using it every day. Don't get mucked up in your head. Just go to examples. Oh, they'll start coming to you, by the way. You won't have to work for it. Just use NUST and it'll bring you an example. Start working with your own standard technology. If you want to, just for the next month, just focus on the body. Just focus on the, the physical example that we talked about earlier and watch the difference that it starts making in your body. One cell, and you, every one of you has at least one healthy cell in your body, otherwise you'd be sitting here with us. <laughs> you have a healthy cell in there, so connect with it. It's going to become the standard for every other cell. Work with it every day. Not struggle. When I say work, work can be wonderful. Connect with it every day. Let the essence, the radiance of that one healthy cell now permeate your entire biology. It's, every cell has a built-in radio station, and both a transmitter and a receiver. So this one healthy cell can connect with every cell, and you don't have to mentally struggle to do it. Just tell that cell it can transmit, until it can receive also, and then let it go to work. Watch how the Resonance from that cell will start affecting every other cell. As always, we will put in the disclaimer, sometimes when your body is going through a tremendous cleansing, it lets off um, things that you don't need anymore. <laughs> sometimes you tend to fret and get panicky and you wonder why you might have a skin rash, why you might be discharging certain things out of your body, because it is cleansing. So what do you do to help the cleansing process? Breathe. <laughs> and drink plenty of water or liquids, and that will facilitate the cleansing. So, you know what the homework is? It should be enjoyable, delightful homework. Two things. Work with the standard technology. Don't get too much into the brain. And let Nost in. It's been a delight being here with you. As always, you are never alone, especially now with your correspondent at your side. And so we are.